everybody, and welcome to Wii Universe. This is the show where we are going through every single game in the Wii U catalog, and we are playing it, and we are taking aim, and we are shooting zombie fishmen in the face, which is uh, the ZFMs. Zombie ZFMs. Zombie <laughs> fishmen. Uh, today we are playing the game Resident Evil Revelations, kind of in uh, in celebration of this. Uh, in celebration of, of uh, Revelations. Uh, it's, it's celebration Insights of Insights we all learn about ourselves and those around us. I, I was just more, and, and uh, the Revelations, uh, Rapture and all that, like the, the multi-headed demon mm -hmm. bears coming out of hell, like I'm excited for all of that. There, it's Weird that there's never been like a revelation themed video game where you yeah. I mean there probably has been. I guess I guess people are always a little shaky on like integrating real biblical themes in a game that's not overtly Christian. It's true. The the only example I can think of is El Shaddai. Have you ever played that game? No, that sounds like a game you just made up. No, it's real. It's on my shelf over there. It's like this obscure kind of beat 'em up uh that takes place like from a a random passage in the Bible. Like it's pretty crazy. What console um, is this for? It's PS3. Yeah, oh, it's good. Okay. Anyway, my name is Steve Guntley. Hi, I'm custom illegal part Woody Siskowski. <laughs> uh, we are joined because, we I mean, we're talking about zombies, so we can't not be joined by today's <laughs> special guest, one of our very favorites. Always happy to have her here. Uh, Lindsay Pennington is back. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, this is much better than Barbie's. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah, you can't shoot the Barbies in the face. I think that was the big problem that I noticed is that you just can't, you couldn't shoot those Barbies. That was in the my face. mom's criticism too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that was the tagline for Resident Evil Revelations was much better than Barbies. It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. So we're we're digging into Resident Evil. It's been a little bit since we've talked about Resident Evil officially on this show. The last time uh, Lindsay was here for that as well, and it was Resident Evil Two on the N sixty four. We talked about that in 2018. Can you imagine that there was such a far away? We were year? just we were just wee babes then. Uh, just, so much has changed. Mewling since babes in the woods. We yeah. we barely been broken at all. <laughs> Near um, nothing to do. As uh, our first game that our parents introduced us to was Resident Evil Two. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah definitely not. Uh, so a couple of things have changed in the world of Resident Evil since we've last talked about it. Um, you mean like in our current our current zeitgeist? Our current zeitgeist, yeah. Okay. Things have kind of uh, evolved a little bit. You're so. like you're like hip deep in some Resident Evil, right? I am. I sure yeah. am. Yeah, actually, that's a good way to segue into uh, uh, before we get talking about all the new things in Resident Evil. Uh, what's everybody playing right now? Lindsay, do you want to tell us what you're playing right now? Yeah, you wanted to tell us before we were even recording, so now well, here's your chance to be official. I literally walked in the door and I was like, hey, so you guys have playing House of Ashes, and Woody's like, what the heck is that? I'm it like, sounds well, like me. have you played wait, any wait, of the dark pictures? Like, no. you got to do an impression of me. Yeah, there you go. No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. And then I was like, well, have you played this one or this one? No. <laughs> well, what about Until Dawn? What is it? <laughs> Man, um, I suck. <laughs> no, and they're, they're great games. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, they're just... I, I think every time that they come out, they're they're only thirty dollars games. They come out once a year so far, and they're just they're really well put together. Uh, I will say one thing as I've noticed with this one, if anyone out there's played all the other ones, which I hope, uh, it seems like they've recycled some of the characters, well, like not necessarily the people themselves, just the builds. Which I don't usually notice. Can you tell us a little bit for those of us like me who don't know what these are? Can you tell us a little bit about the gameplay? Is this like? A, a walk and get spooked by things type of game, or is it like zombies jumping out at you, or what? So there's definitely jump scares. Uh, it's survival horror with quick time events and choose your own adventure style. Try to keep everybody alive. Okay. Uh, you switch perspective from character to character, and there are definitely things that if you screw up or you make the wrong decision, which you may think is the right decision, but it turns out later down the road is the wrong one, you will We've all been you there. will die. <laughs> yeah. 
um, which makes it really fun to replay and also terrifying and you are wondering how your ethics are going to be at the end of the game, pretty much. That was why God made people mortal. He's like, if we put death at the end, it will make life very fun to replay. So, <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's what, what, resu- no, not resurrection. No. Reincar- Je- reincarnation, I, I believe, is the word you're thinking Jesus, for. Only Jesus, only Jesus was allowed to resurrect, so that's just not fair. Sure. <laughs> well, let's move along before, uh, on, the, on the Bible talk. I mean, yeah, we don't want to pivot too hard. I yeah. mean, I know people come to us for uh, for, for all their content. scripture. Yeah, 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 we are the 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 preeminent biblical scholars of our time. <laughs> the, the comprehensive source on all of the new books. Uh, what do what are you playing right now? Uh, so they released this new mode for Hearthstone called Mercenaries, mm. which is kind of like built on some of the basic Hearthstone mechanics, but does not really resemble a card game at all. Okay. Like, you still play characters from your hand, but then you just pick from a very simple array of special moves, and then depending on the speed of those moves, um, you just fight computer opponents. And I have realized that there is a very thin line in games between things that are just habitual and things that are actually fun. Okay, (laughs) okay. And this Hearthstone is always closely towed that line for me <laughs> um and this mode kind of put it over the top because of of being habitual of being, being habitual fun. okay and i was just like i played it for a couple hours i'm like this seems bad <laughs> um and i know that some people have liked it but uh because you're not playing against any opponents and there's mm. no sort of mechanics behind the game like there's no like a card game is built on like strategy and learning the cards and things like this here you're just fighting different re- sort of computer-controlled enemies every time. Yeah. That it just feels like a very slow, tedious RPG. Okay. Um, which I applaud their decision to kind of try and branch Hearthstone. Because Hearthstone has like five different gameplay modes now that are all pretty different. Yeah. Uh, but I think at its core, I just like the card game mode. Okay. So this all hasn't right. recaptured my affinity for Hearthstone. But it hasn't like broken you on Hearthstone yet? Or is it... Uh, no, I, I have just... thankfully been playing less Hearthstone, which is okay. which is better better for everyone. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were about to stage an intervention. Yeah, uh, exactly. No. Um, I, uh, yeah, and, yeah, as, that's, yeah. That, that's my, that's my daily routine is Hearthstone and then a pile of cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> but you got to intervene on the Hearthstone. You just chop them up with digital cards and yeah. just smoke them. Yeah. That's, that's what cocaine does. You smoke it. Right. Um, yeah. So I, like you mentioned, I am uh, hip deep in some Resident Evil right now because they just released Resident Evil four on Oculus and uh hot damn. Is that a fun way to play that game? Holy shit. So cool. I don't think I'll ever get over just how cool it feels to like have your own little sidearm that you pull out and like ejecting a clip and then yeah. like reloading it and shooting a zombie in the head at point blank range. Like it, it feels really immersive. Uh, it, it's a great new approach to the game. It feels like the classic Resident Evil 4. Like if you played that game and know it well, all the same little secrets are there. It's just been kind of adapted to make it work for VR. It's really cool. I'm liking it a lot. It reminds me a lot of Half-Life Alex, which is a very good thing to be reminded of. Yeah. No, that goes a long way because obviously Resident Evil 4, total masterpiece. But one of the problems with it that even annoyed me when it came out is every time you switch a weapon, you got to pull up that inventory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to actually have sort of... Because you have like... You can reach to different shoulders or pockets to pull out different weapons, right? Yeah. You've got your uh, your pistol on your side and then you reach up on your shoulder to get your shotgun or whatever your two-handed weapon yes. is. And then uh, your healing is on your uh, left shoulder. You've got a uh, pocket or like a combat knife on your chest. 
And when you need to reload, you reach over to your left hip. Yeah, that just feels like it would go such a long way towards making the game even more immersive and exciting because it always felt like a cheat of like, oh, I'm surrounded by these sort of zombie men. I'll pause time to open my briefcase and pull out a grenade. I mean, and I was expecting this to be kind of like a truncated version of Resident Evil 4, and it's not. It's the full damn game. It's the full 20-hour game. Uh, So I'm excited to be digging into it. Um, I'm also playing Far Cry 6 when I can find time. Um, You're I'm, a busy I'm in, boy. I, I always enjoy Far Cry. Uh, it's it's kind of a, for for something that's so very hectic and stressful and violent, it is kind of relaxing because you're you're never you're never at a want for something to do. There's always something going on in it's the like world. It's like a vacation in the tropics with a bunch of mercenaries trying to kill you. Exactly. What's more relaxing exactly. than that? And they've got Giancarlo Esposito playing like a like a, a, a dictator type, and he's really chewing the scenery and having a lot of fun and. You know, it's sometimes it's just nice to shoot fascists without consequences. <laughs> sure. Always nice. Um, yeah, all right. So let's talk a little bit more about Resident Evil since we're on the topic and since it's the game du jour, if you will. Waiter, I'll have the game <laughs> du jour. Oh, no, there's one, a game in my game. One revelation, please. <laughs> please reveal things to me. Uh, yeah, so uh, since 2018, we've had a couple updates in Resident Evil. Firstly, there has been a remake of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, which I have not played. Okay. Um, but but you would probably like I Resident probably like, Evil I mean, 2 was uh, very good, the remake for that. It was, yeah. I liked that a lot. Um, I, I can't imagine I wouldn't like it. I don't know why I never got to it, but I just haven't. Um, and uh, that game, you know, and the, then we have the, uh, the fantastic Resident Evil Village, which came out earlier this year. Me and Lindsay played that one together. Um, I thought that game was great. I thought it kind of blended all the different things you like about the different iterations of Resident Evil. So it's like it plays like Resident Evil 7, but it, it has the same kind of vibe and like collect-a-thon and exploring things of Resident Evil 4 and then some of the good old-fashioned scares of one. Plus, there's a real, real tall lady who uh, who will kill you. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was fun. Did you, did you, 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 yeah. What did you think of Resident Evil Village? Well, I think that you liked holding onto the controller a lot more than I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I just, I couldn't bear to ask for it back most of the time. You were having so much fun. No, it was a really good game, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, not, is this a jab to Steve or a compliment Whoa. on the quality of the game? Both. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, normally we're really good at handing the controller back and forth, but I think you you really enjoyed that game, and I wasn't going to take that away from you. But <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve defense, grabbing the microphone I, back. I did not realize I was hogging it. Like, I did not realize. But well, yeah, no, I mean, that's a high testament exactly, to the quality of the game. I wasn't going to say anything. was because you were enjoying it that much. My biggest thing was exploring the village. I really, really loved that part. And the fact that we could find specific items that did special things later on in the game. And any, any one of you guys who are my friends that know me, I'm definitely a glinty thief. I just, <laughs> like, I have to find everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a lot of glinties to dig through in that. And I, I just thought it had a lot of character. It, 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 had a, it had a monster mash vibe. It wasn't just zombies. It was also vampires and werewolves and ghoulies and, and ogres and whatnot. There was a really great mythology to it. Like, mm-hmm. I went online after we defeated each of the characters, and, like, there's even more backstory that people have found and, like, dug up online, and it just makes the whole story really, really come together. I have a question related to what you guys were just talking about. Okay. Which is thus. Mm. Have we ever actually learned how to do the monster mash? Like is it does it have known steps? Okay, but or? that's that's my thing. I I think Lindsay the, is is tapping out of this. Well, I I think the monster mash was the party itself, right? 
Like no, the monster mash is a dance. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. He did the mash. It was a graveyard smash. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. We. I guess we uh, never. Okay. Did. I. All I mean, right. I imagine it's somehow like the mashed potatoes, yeah, the but mashed like potatoes a, a little, a, dance, a little slower, maybe. Or like and you groan while you do it. You fling blood as you okay. mash potato. I guess I don't know or wh- whatever you do, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember the exact uh, lyrics there. So yes, uh, I, I do. Oh, you, God, well, welcome, you want me I'm to glad. sing the whole song? You know what? No. I'm good. I'm okay. good. I mean, happy Halloween and all, but <laughs> sure. uh, you know. Um, okay, and so outside of games, uh, you know, the the Mia Jovovich movies, which were super popular, they wrapped a couple of years ago, and now, now they're replaced s- by a series of Monster Hunter movies. They, right? They apparently, I imagine is inevitable. Those are going to be massive. I'm sure. Did you, have you seen that movie? No, I have not seen that movie. That's one of the the. Mid-COVID releases when they're like, oh, people will come to theaters for this. And yeah. then they're like, no, literally theaters aren't open. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can't. You can show it all you want. No one's allowed in the building. Um, so, yeah. But uh, out now, you know, now we're finding some new life for the series in uh, TV and movies. So earlier this year, there's an animated series that appeared on Netflix called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. I had no idea this existed. No, nor did I. But it's been out since July. And uh, there's going to be a full live-action Resident Evil series set to debut in 2022, also on Netflix. Uh, the only cast member that they announced that I recognized by name was Lance Reddick, uh, who's going to be playing Albert Wesker. I love Lance Reddick uh, from The Wire and Oz and a bunch of other that stuff. That seems John like Wick. a very good like thing to adapt into a TV series. Yeah. Because it's so... The mythology is so sort of goopy and mixed up with like all of these cross-characters. There's just... There's really too many characters in Resident Evil to have just like a single movie. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You need to you need to break up those chapters a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I mean, either way, they're going to try for a single movie too because we're getting a brand new Resident Evil theatrical movie next month called Resident wow. Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, it, it looks like it's going to adhere much more closely to the plot of the game. It looks like it's sticking to Resident Evil 2. Who's, do you know who the director of this movie is? Uh, it is Johannes Roberts, who is a British director who did uh, 47 Meters Down. The, That's the a shark, shark movie, movie, which yeah. is a decent shark movie. Um, Steve would know. Steve, Steve knows shark his sharks movies. movies. Yeah, no, that one's okay. That one was better than I expected it to be. Um, have you, I've, has anyone else watched the trailer to this movie, the Welcome to Raccoon City? Okay, it's one of the weirdest needle drops I've ever seen in my life in a trailer. It's like, the Monster Mash? No, it's <laughs> I weirder. was working in the lab. Like, what, what's the, I mean, the, the weirdest fucking song you can think to put over, like, a, a bunch of images of CGI gore and explosions. Uh, in and the it, Summertime by Mungo Jerry? I mean, pretty close, pretty close. But, like, it, it's uh, uh, What's Going On by Four Non Blondes. Oh, sure. And it's not like, you know, in some movie trailers, they'll, like, remix it, and they'll they'll put orchestral score, or, like, it'll be sung by a haunted children's choir or something. This is not that. This is just the song. I hate ironic needle drops. I do, too. Yeah, like, I do they, too. they are so played out, and, like, the new Suicide Squad movie was, like, pretty good, and then there mm. was a scene where, like, Harley Quinn is just messing people up, and they put an ironic needle drop, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go yeah. go to the bathroom and not pause the movie for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they you know, they, they were pretty good for the most part yeah. in that movie, but... Yeah, that, that's just a baffling, like, trailer choice to me. It's like, I get what they're doing, but, like, this is not a song that sounds menacing uh, in any way. It sounds, like, lightly, I mean, zombies slightly are stony. so yeah. far beyond the point of being menacing, right? I mean, I don't like, know. They were showing lots of big leap corpse made out of uh, faces and hands, you know. Okay, so just, faces you know, and hands, well known as the scariest part of the body. You know what I mean, body. like a whole big uh, mess of organs and stuff. Sure. Crawling at you and going, rawr. Yeah, yeah, like Resident Evil likes to do. I don't know. It looks like a pretty bad movie, but hey, I, oh, I'm always I'm always here to be surprised. I, yep. I'd like to be surprised by it. 
Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about our game today. That is Resident Evil Revelations. It was released May 21st, 2013, developed and published by Capcom, and it was also released on 3DS, PS3, 360, Windows, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Okay, so I want to back up here ever okay. so briefly Please. and just elaborate on the point that the, we played it on Wii U because this is a Wii U show. It and is It would now, be yeah. weird for us to not play it on Wii U. It would be. Um, <laughs> But this is a game that was developed for the 3DS. Like, that is where it started. Yeah. That is what it was designed for. And the sort of home console versions did not come out until a year later, Mm -hmm. probably when this game proved to be a success on 3DS. Yeah. And that kind of results in... A slightly weird game. <laughs> like it's just... it is slightly weird. Like like I said, like I I try I had to boot this game up early and just play it through a little bit because I was reading descriptions of it. I'm j- I for whatever reason I was having trouble like, all right, what is this game's deal? Like I don't really know what its deal is. How I mean, is it different? This game's deal is that it was a Resident Evil game on three DS. It is. Which but that deal does not apply when it gets ported to a bunch of consoles. No, it's true. It's true. Um all right, so yeah, after the success of Resident Evil four and five, Capcom, they were starting to be more aggressive with their release schedules for uh for Resident Evil. And when Nintendo was looking for some AAA titles for their new three DS uh, Capcom put two Resident Evil titles into development at the same time. So the first of these, which came out in 2011, was The Mercenaries 3D. Uh, that was a launch game for that, I believe. Yeah. And it's basically just a... Like, it, it's the multiplayer mode from 4 and 5. Well, it, it was not a multiplayer mode. It, well, in yeah, 4, yeah, it was yeah, only yeah. a single-player mode. It's like mode. a challenge mode. Kind I of. played that mode a ton. I, it's you know, It's probably not in the VR version. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't in there. know. I haven't checked. But you would just run around and just, like be constant this constant onslaught of zombies and you would just go crazy on them yeah you that just was a very a, addictive mode you had a timer and you just have to like survive like wave after wave and yeah. so they've kind of made a whole game out of it and i never played that game i only remember reading like it, it got some coverage some negative coverage in the news because uh capcom was trying to combat used game sales which okay. is kind of eating a big chunk out of it so uh the the 3ds cartridges for the mercenaries 3d cannot be erased so the game that you have on there, the one save file you have on there, can never be removed from it. Oh, weird. Uh, you got to go, like, like go in, in with like, a soldering iron and a wrench and just, like, pull out the battery. I mean, basically, people found some hacks, but it's, like, really convoluted. And it was just kind of a way to, like, discourage people from selling it to GameStop because, like, who's going to want a game that's already, like, finished? But it also means, like, oh, I can't replay this if I if I want to start oh, over or sure. start a new game. Or... Though, I mean, the other thing about that is, like, for the Mercenaries, it's just kind of a series of levels. Which yeah. Which I guess most games, but it's not really, like, a story-based game. No, there's nothing story-based at all. It's just kind of a, that, that was a quick and dirty one, just to kind of put that fun, like, uh, uh, challenge mode on there. Well, and to show that, like, what was possible on the 3DS. Yeah. And Revelations was a little more ambitious. It was planned as an original story-based entry, that would kind of play into the main canon of the series, but use some of the uh, specific Wii U features. So it was, or 3D, excuse me, 3DS. It was the first game that was developed specifically for use with the circle pad, with the little uh, little nubbin that we the always talk about. The nub that we know and love. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the developers were excited by the possibility of 3D jump scares. And so mm. I think you can really see that in design here because this is a very corridor-based approach to Resident Evil. And like that's the thing that works best on the 3DS. Like We talked about it when we talked about Star Fox on our um, Patreon show, <laughs> patreon.com.com64pod. That was the, uh, oh, crap. My joke. What's the name of the guy who wrote Shortcuts? Raymond Carver. (laughs) That was the Raymond Carver uh, uh, unpublished short story is what we talk about when we talk about Star Fox. (laughs) 
Okay, I got there. <laughs> I'm glad I I'm got there. I'm glad you got there. I'm glad you got there. That was really worth it. I know that, really that me trying to remember sab- <laughs> sabotaged the joke, but uh, I just wanted people to know that I know who Raymond Carver is. And I know the name of one of his short stories. See, I was going to go with the uh, Murakami reference because that's uh, his book, uh, What I Talk About When I Talk About Running. And that's that's okay. the one I read about that. So there you go. Um, now I'm just showing off that I've read a book too. <laughs> well, so, so I'm glad we took here. time for this. Yeah. I'm glad, I think it's important people know that we are smart men. <laughs> Give, yes, that sometimes we read books when we're not playing 3DS games that have been ported to the Wii U. Yes, and we're not. <laughs> Lindsay, our... have you read a book lately? I, I think I'm not going to answer that right now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, listening to you guys makes me wonder what kind of books I read compared to your books, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, my my biggest reading lately has been a cookbook. So no, yeah. that's great. That has <laughs> practical applications beyond making stupid jokes on your bad podcast. And uh, hey, it's a good podcast yeah. for some people. Um, but uh, to be to be very clear, I've read two books this year. It is October. I've read two books. I've been terrible about reading this year. That's fair. But uh, one of them was a really good biography on Mike Nichols. I say everybody should read that. It's great. All right. Anyway. This has been Literary Corner of Ultra 64. <laughs> I'm glad that we could just organically get there in yeah. our, uh, our Resident Evil conversation. So yes. Um, so unlike other Resident Evil games, this one was designed with moving and shooting in mind. I think uh, generally speaking in Resident Evil, you're, you're holding still. Right? Isn't that true in Resident that Evil was 4? F- yes. That is yeah. definitely true in 4. I mean, probably Probably not in the VR version. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's then that was sort of the main criticism of the game. But that's how it sort of split the difference between being a classic Resident Evil game where you're a little slow and a little tanky and, and a more action oriented game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, but this so in this one you can walk and, and and aim. You can walk and aim, and I think Resident Evil Five would adopt that eventually. Right? Yeah. Was that was wait Five was out before this? Yes, before, Five yeah. was definitely out five before this. Out. I think Six might have even been. Out. I haven't played Six. Okay. Um. Anyway. So, yeah, the original Revelations was released on 3DS in February of 2012. Uh, it was well-received at the time, and so an HD upgrade was announced shortly after. It was released on PS3, 360, and Wii U in May of 2013. Uh, the Wii U version offers some limited gamepad functionality. Again, it's it's the typical thing we see. There's a map and there's a menu screen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of the bare minimum you can do. But it's but easy to follow, and it's helpful. It I is. have no complaints with it being there. No, not at all. Like, it, it, it's... It's one of those things, like, we've seen it so many times, it's, like, not super inspiring. It's like, oh, okay, well, you, you did this thing that everybody's done. But I still appreciate that there's something there. Um, there was also some Miiverse functionality where uh, anytime you got killed, it would post to the Miiverse and saying, like, how you got killed. So kind of a morbid thing. But also, like, you don't really get killed in a lot of diverse ways in this game. You just, yeah, like, you just get stabbed by, like, wrapped zombie men. Or you just get, like, beaten by a flipper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just get chomped by a beach slug. Yes, yes, that's true. Chomped by a beach slug starring Eric Roberts. (laughs) Uh, All right, so the story here is, uh, you know what? I think it's, like, kind of a quietly batshit story. Like, weirdly, there's some weird stuff going on in the background of this game. The main thrust of the story is a pretty straightforward, like, haunted house kind of story. But there's, like, some weird shit about a super technologically advanced Atlantis that had to be blown off the map. And they're, t- they're talking about it like we should know that this happened. But they're oh, just sort sure. of like, this is a new wrinkle that they introduced it, in the game. It is, it is an odd position to take a major franchise and put a game out that's only on handheld. Because you're like, okay, we can't, we don't want to reveal any super major plot points that no. affect like the next console games because like fewer people are going to play this version. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, perhaps because of that, there was a little more freedom to go wild with what the story had. Right. 
so like the game opens with uh, like a little news broadcast where the lady's explaining that there was a town or like an advanced city called like Terra Terra Grigia, uh, which is uh, basically it's it's a man-made island with super technologically advanced buildings, and it's an entirely solar-powered city. It was considered the wave of the future. But then this terrorist organization called the Veltra, they unleashed a bioweapon plague on the island, and they had to turn their gigantic sun laser from space <laughs> onto the city and just nuke it to ashes. And now the city is kind of like a protected site, like a research site. Okay. And uh, in the meantime, like nearby on the shore, like some big, gross, slug-looking, fleshy things have started washing up on the shore. And so uh, Jill Valentine and her new partner, Parker... They are called in to investigate. They're part of like an anti uh, bioweapon terrorism team. Mm-hmm. They just go and investigate these incidents. And uh, yeah, they're just a bunch of sluggy things. And then uh, after you scan them all, fight a couple of them, you learn that your old partner, Chris Redfield, and his new partner, Jessica, are stranded on a dead cruise ship called the Queen Zenobia. And uh, so you need to sail out there and go find out what happened to them. And then the whole rest of the game takes place on this boat. So, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about, because I think the key to understanding this game is that it was developed as a 3DS game. Yeah. Because the structure is built on, like, just these little small moments. Like, you pointed out that this game has a ton of load times. Like, they're very short, but it has a ton of load times. Like, you'll kill an enemy, and then there'll be, like, a little load time. Yeah. And I imagine that that is also a holdover from the 3DS in terms of, like, it could only load such a small, like world because this game looks like great it really um, does even like the fact that this game started in 3ds is crazy because like this looks like a ps3 wii u like that generation of yeah, game it's, it's, obviously this one has a visual upgrade over the 3ds oh yeah but, like, but it's it's re5 quality at least yeah 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 which is a very good looking game so and so like the 3ds to hold all these sort of enemies and environments at this level of quality it's going to have very very bite-sized sort of interactions it's yeah like, you, you kill an enemy, and then there's like a, ti- a little load screen, and then they're like, okay, now go into this other corridor and kill that enemy. And there's also like, I think that it's smart because one of the easiest things, the biggest problems with handheld games that have a narrative is you forget where you were, mm-hmm. you forget what the story is, yeah, or you just kind of, you, you don't have enough time to complete a level. Right. And so this sort of gets past all of that because the levels are divided into three parts where they'll autosave, and they're all very short, mm-hmm. and you can't really get lost. There's like, okay, you have a place with an anchor key. Go in there. Yeah. I'm sure, I mean, I still found a way to get lost. But I that's, mean, sure. That, 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 that's, but that's, that's your gift. That, I mean, yeah, yeah, that is my gift. Yeah. No matter where I am, I can find a way to get lost. Here's my hint No to matter you, where listeners. you are or where, wherever you go, there you aren't. There I aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there I aren't. <laughs> if you ever go hiking with me, don't. <laughs> I will get lost and probably almost kill both of us. Many people have died learning this lesson. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, they're still out in the woods. Yeah. I'm like, you stay behind and call for help. I'm going to go back to town. Um, and there's also between these episodic missions, like, they give you, like, a fill-in of, like, what happened in the last episode. So yeah. You, it, which, it, but all this stuff feels very weird on a console. It does. You're like, I just beat this level. Why are you telling me what just happened? But that's kind of the way that this game makes it work, you know, and it's it just basically it's boiling down Resident Evil to its core elements, and you're just getting the, the, the same kind of gameplay that you've gotten used to just in 
bite-sized chunklets, mm-hmm. you know, just little. Mm. I love chunklets. You gotta love a good chunklet. That's what I do every night for dinner. I open up a can of chunklets. <laughs> I give half to my cat. <laughs> I spoon up half for myself. I mean, hopefully you cook your chunklets at least. Oh like, no, she, man, she can eat raw. I, chunklets. I like them raw. You like the raw? I like oh, raw chunklets. Like the raw chunklets. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's there's really nothing very complicated about the gameplay either. This is kind of just like a straight up shooter. They're they're getting rid of most of the exploration and puzzly elements. Well, because again, because the environments are so small and uncomplicated, like, they're very you pretty small. much spend the whole game on this cruise ship. And so I'm kind of of two minds about it because like I I like the approach here. I like the simplicity of it, and I like that it's it's a very direct and kind of uh, well paced sort of uh, approach to this structure. But I think I am missing just like the open world exploration and and uh, the you know scoping out the whole map and kind of looking for different things. I don't know. That's always been kind of the appeal of Resident Evil for me is the exploration over the... And the gunplay here is good, but uh, I liked the exploration more. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, this game is just in a weird spot of it's a very ambitious and like cool handheld game. And when you port it, it's kind of this feeling of, oh, this is it? Yeah, 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 a little bit. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you're, you're going through all of these different levels. You can you can get uh, some basic weapons, just like a, a pistol, shotgun, sniper rifle, kind of all the usual. You have a combat knife that you have at hand if you need to do any melee attacks. And, yeah, I mean, uh, at this point, like, the template of what Resident Evil set has just been followed. Like, yeah. it's not until Resident Evil 7 that they kind of mix it up a little bit. Now, and, I, I want Lindsay's opinion yeah. on uh, uh, the zombie quality here because these are less zombies and more kind of like flipper mutants. They've got these big gross arms and like these big kind of you you point out what they, they look like venom like like white venom. Oh yeah, and uh, which is uh, anti venom, I believe. An, oh yeah, that's true. There <laughs> is a there's a white venom character. Well, yeah, they got a, yeah, big big mouth and fangs and a big yeah. tongue comes out. Well, and as far as we can tell so far, and, and we played a couple different playable versions of the game. But the creatures seem very monotone. Mm-hmm. Like they, like the even even the creatures on the beach, were, which were literally like sea slugs with cavernous mouths, were the same color palette, the same kind of goopy quality as the guys on the ship. And when we ran through doing just a combat version, you just get different versions of the same like the same venom-like enemy. creature. Like it doesn't have any color differentiation. It just has different like arms. Or, like, it shoots at you, one goes fast, one goes slow, one's little, one's big, but it's the same thing. There just didn't seem to be a lot of variety. They definitely look like enemies that have wandered in from the Silent Hill universe, which a we had just played, in terms of just being all white and wrapped up. But, did, like, Lynn, did you think that their design was spooky? Like, No, I think their design definitely just seemed slimy and not as creative as Resident Evil monsters go. Like, if you want to talk about creative Resident Evil style, I mean, 7 and 8 do great, but Evil Within felt more Resident Evil than Resident Evil does in this. Yeah, I do feel like that has been a weakness of Resident Evil is like, sort five kind of reached its apex of when, or I think it started in four when they realized like they could turn this little Salazar man into this crazy like weird creature. Yeah. It's like so much of these creatures lost any kind of design and just became a weird mess of tentacles. Yeah. That kind of stops being scary because there's not really anything even remotely humanoid about it. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I st- I still think back on like Resident Evil 2, the 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 uh uh William Birkin when he gets all mutated, he's got the gigantic eye like in his shoulder and he's got the huge claws and everything. I had an action figure of that. It was very cool. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's cool. You know, it's it's a little vague here, but I will say the little sea slug things freaked me out. Like the the, the big, big sea slug the big things sea just slug. to be clear. Yeah, yeah, they're very big. They're like the size of a futon. And uh, when they rear up, you see their mouth. It kind of opens like a starfish underneath their belly. But it's like the teeth are all blunted. It's like human teeth inside it, which is somehow scarier than if it had been like a bunch of razor sharp Well, because fangs. if they got you in there, they wouldn't rip you apart. They just I'm, kind of mush you. I'm more surprised that that was a detail you were paying attention to. Like, and I will say. Steve, Steve's this, passionate about dental <laughs> blunt, hygiene. Blunt yeah. teeth. And I'm the one that works for the dentist. Um. One thing I kind of really would have liked, and it would have a small detail that would have added a lot of oomph to it, was if the mouth actually moved. And it doesn't, so when they rear up, you see the mouth, and the whole thing kind of does a little jiggle. (laughs) But like the mouth doesn't seem to like tense or open or do anything, it's just flat, which kind of sucks. And I imagine too, like I, I feel like everything, all the criticisms here, which exist as criticisms, but are just like that was probably because it was in the handheld game. Yeah. And like how much animation can they put in the handheld game? And so all it's not like I don't think this game has new animations compared to no, the I don't handheld. Think so. It's just like a it's, it's, drastic upscaling of the graphics. Right. Um, yeah. But, but I, I think I mean I'm curious to play it on the 3DS and just see kind of what it looks like. I mean Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited. I think I have this game on my 3DS okay. and I am very excited to go back and play it cuz it is it is a pretty impressive game and yeah. seems like it would be a lot of fun in those bite-sized pieces. I mean, I I like this game. Like, yeah, I, I like everything that's going on here. Like, I, I you know, the, it's missing a little bit of that essence that I seek out in horror games like this. But it's a good like action game, right? But you, it's like, very yeah. because of that uh, the structure of everything being so broken up and having all these little load times and sort of cutscenes interspersed. It's very, it's not very immersive. No, no, because no. you kind of just go and like open the crew quarters, and it's like, okay, level complete. Move on to the next one. That's a flashback. Yeah, and I then... think maybe that's it. It's it's you're missing that sense of forward momentum. You know that the 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 sense that you're going on the journey. You know, and mm-hmm. kind of uh, going through the shit. You you always feel pretty well equipped. Well, then again, we didn't get very far into the game. Shh. <laughs> I mean, it's true. We played we played uh, like the first chapter and then a little bit more. We, we got um, to chapter three. Yeah, and there are, there are twelve chapters total. Um, so you yeah, know, there's we we made it a decent way. So this is, would be a pretty short game. Pretty short it, game, yeah. like maybe six seven hours. Yeah. Uh, so really not a very long game. Uh, we should mention that you're switching between Jill and Chris. Um, because yeah, you start off the game as Jill looking for Chris. And then you switch back, and we're getting a little bit of a scene like in the mountains with Chris and his new partner, Jenny. Um, Jessica. Jessica, excuse me, Jessica. Uh, and I mean, I, I kind of like the new partners. We didn't really get to know Jessica very well, but I like the character models of both of them. She looks a little like uh, they both have Instagram like model Sure, they have. Um, I feel like they have a Boris and Natasha vibe. They do a yeah. little bit, yeah. And I, but I like uh, Parker. I like that they made him like a kind of a kind of a thick boy. He's like a big, strong, <laughs> thick boy, which I liked about that. Um, yeah, and you're switching back and forth. Jill actually gets to upgrade her weapons. Weirdly, Chris does not, but hmm. Jill gets to upgrade her weapons as the game goes on. There's also a mechanic where you have this little device called the Genesis, which is just a little scanner. And uh, if you scan a hundred, like every time you scan an enemy, for example, it'll give you a percentage of how much of it you scan. Like maybe it's 10, 15%, depending on the size. And uh, if you scan 100% of a certain enemy, 
then you'll get a bonus points and you'll unlock different weapons and characters for the uh, co-op mode. It's very like a Metroid Prime type of thing. Yeah. Of like each time you encounter a new enemy, you want to switch to that scan visor and scan them, which and is something I complained about a lot in Metroid Prime. Yeah. But uh, I don't mind it as much here because the game keeps moving as you're scanning. It's not like everything stops. Yeah. It, 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 and it just feels more intuitive than using that uh, control pad on the GameCube. Well, it's, it's also a cool trick because you can use it to scan the environment and find hidden mm, items. And yes. there are a lot of hidden items. Like yes. this, is a, this is kind of your principal way of keeping your ammo restocked. Because if you're playing this game on normal, it's pretty tough. Like the enemies take a lot to bring them but down. But we never died. Like you seem we to have died, plenty of health right. to make it through. But there, there was a, like a, a fairly constant like uh, uh, ammo concern. I, w- I was trying to think of what Genesis reminded me of because we played a game recently that you could scan enemies and learn things about them, and it was Prey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I totally forgot, and you can gain abilities from doing that, if I remember correctly. So I, I also really enjoy that, and I don't know if Prey ever did that with the environment or just people and things, but um, no, I, I think it's a really great game mechanic. No, it's honestly, it's a game mechanic I've always loved ever since Metroid Prime. I think Woody and I disagreed on that. Like, you, you found yeah, it kind of slowed things down. Yeah, we got into a big fist down. fight about we it. Did. We did. Yeah. I'm still mad about yeah. it, frankly. Um, yeah, that could gonna... be the, the scan visor is the thing that breaks up the podcast. I had to really scan my feelings and yeah. analyze what I was going through. Um, but no, I, I, used I, the, I used the thermal visor, and let me tell you, you were red hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I like it as a way of kind of like organically immersing you into the world a little bit, giving mm-hmm. you a little bit more detail. And it's more exciting than like, Oh look! I found another file. Oh look! I yeah. have to, I found another email thread that I don't want to read. Like, it is definitely yeah. an improvement over. Or, that. Oh good, and, an audio file. Great. Let's listen to this reel to reel. And it, it is very handy because even the items that are visible, like that are not hidden items, can still be kind of tricky to see. Yeah. And so to have that just kind of put a big ring around them. Yeah. No, that was helpful. So you you mentioned a co-op mode here, and I feel like that might be a little misleading. What they have here is a mode called Raid. Right. Which is basically an arcade version of the levels in the main story. That's the weird thing. Yeah, basically you're you're playing through the main story again, but it's they take away the plot, but they add some like RPG mechanics. And it is a co-op mode. It's just not an on-the-couch co-op mode like I was hoping. It's not local, yeah. I was I was hoping it would be that because that sounds like a fun one. Like I think this game would be a lot of fun to play through with two players and i have a problem with this terminology in general of like the term multiplayer now like when it only refers to an online game i can't wrap my brain around it like that never feels right to me to be like okay hey come over we're gonna play this multiplayer game of like Fortnite. yeah and you're like oh there's a hundred people involved it's like well yeah but we're not I mean, the I multi know. is correct there. Yeah. There's multiplayers. There's, there's multiple Yeah, but to me, there. like, the heart of it is, like, you have someone sitting next to you on the couch. Yeah. Not yeah. that you are just interacting. Like, I don't, Hearthstone is not a multiplayer game. No. Like, no. I don't think of it that way. You can control that's... the racism that's being slung at you if somebody's in the, in the sure. room, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I was disappointed there wasn't on the couch co-op, but... Uh, it is, you know, it's pretty fun to go through. It's similar to the mercenaries, except instead of a timer and like waves of enemies, you just have to make it through to like a goal point. And sometimes you do need to like kill every. Enemy I mean, I think it stage. is just straight up the levels from the game. It I is. think you do have to kill every enemy, and they all, each one like has a different modifier on it. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are giant and take extra damage. Some of them deal extra damage. Some, some of them are little guys. Some of them cute little, little, guys little guys who move faster. Like Lindsay was pointing out that the slugs have all the same animation. It's just faster, so they look very twitchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The slugs that are coming at me quickly kind of like 
freaked me out <laughs> just because they immediately backed me into a corner and I was just like shooting a bunch of slugs in the mouth. And and you also collect like uh, illegal custom weaponry mm-hmm. or like just parts that you could sell for BP, which we were never quite clear what uh, British Petroleum. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. would you think? Battle points. Ba- oh, I mean that sounds believable. Battle points, blood, blood points, maybe blood pudding uh, could be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Big pussy, yeah, from uh, from the Sopranos. Yeah, that's sure. that's how you can resurrect him. Spoilers for uh, the Sopranos from twenty years ago. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so yeah, so I I was wishing for more of this, but there are like there there's a lot of content here if you just want to play through raid. There's twenty levels of, okay. of raid, and then when you beat them all, you can unlock Ghost Ship, which is just like one mode that takes you entirely through the entire ship in one go. With Lin- like Lindsay the has confirmed enemies. via her research methods. The Googles tells me it is battle points. Well done. Gold star for Nicely you. Nicely done. Nicely you win done. the you win the no prize. Um well I, inferred. I do think that like well, Grid, you brought your own gummy bears, you can have them. I'll I'll take less of your gummy bears. <laughs> um I do like again, if this was on three DS, like the multiplayer mode is actually like a multiplayer mode because you'd be sitting next to the person and you'd both be playing together. Yeah. yeah. Um and again, it feels a little like and is that it type of thing? Sure, it's just it, it, it's fun, but like if you were doing an online thing, there's so many more fully featured games that would be out there at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, do we have much else to say about this game? I don't, I don't really know. We we've kind of covered everything. It's a very basic game mm-hmm. uh, to an admirable degree, I think. But uh, and it, it it was followed by a sequel. There was it was a, followed by a sequel. Yeah, a there sequel was sequel on 3ds Revelations two. I don't think that came out on 3ds actually. I think that one just went to PS3 and 360. I could be wrong about that. I thought that was the whole point of Revelations was that it was that one was leaning into it. But by we, 20, got, we got our research. I think by 2015, like um, uh, they they'd kind of moved it over to other platforms because I think the HD upgrade was more successful than the handheld version just because more people have a PS3 than uh, than a uh, 3DS. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're right. I guess it, it yeah. did start... And that one was really... What does the Revelation was... subtitle mean? Like, to me, it was like handheld That's... side story. We talked about this on our Silent Hill Patreon episode. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen anything with called Revelations where anything's actually... Well, okay, but also, like... Of course, things are revealed. It's a pretty boring story if nothing's revealed. Yeah. If you learn nothing, if there are no like turns in the story, That's like it, it's just a redundant title. But like, there's no major revelation here. Well, we didn't finish the game. Um, <laughs> I think that's the whole point: is you're supposed to get to the end. But wow. look at me. <laughs> hey, you guys, just no, I'm not throwing done. our throwing our entire premise of the show under the bus. Hey, you guys. <laughs> Throw shit at me all the time. It's true. We're, 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 yeah. we're like monkeys over it's here. It's not my own. I don't know where you get it. We just um. we just keep a store in the back. That's no, why Steve's dogs come here. Looking up the second one, it specifically says that the second one came out episodic. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that we were playing the first one and we got that feel like, well, it feels like it's supposed to be episodic, but it didn't come out that way. But they had the, uh, the second one automatically come out that way. Right, yeah, it was released over five parts, and they were released like a week apart from each other, which is oh, oh yeah, so kind of like a like a TV schedule almost. Which is maybe a better way to play this game, just because it doesn't. I don't know. It's just an odd game from a quote unquote binging standpoint, right? Because it breaks it up on you so much. And I think that you can still get both of these. They released on a collection for like PS4 and Switch, I think even. Yeah, Switch so. has it. Yeah, you can just get the Resident Evil Revelations collection. It has all of these games, and they're and they're both like pretty short, you know. And and uh, 
uh, pretty fun to play through. So I think that might be a good way to get them all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're pretty cheap at this point because they yeah. came out in 2017. Um, yeah, so I think that is about it for Resident Evil Revelations. Do we have any final comments or notes or anything on that? Let's rate them. Let's rate them. Let's move on to our ratings. Each week we are ranking the games. I give them five out of five tiki heads. Oh, man, that's a lot. Um, if I'm opening the right files, then I'll be <laughs> able to find it. Um, all right, so Resident Evil Revelations. You know what? I quite liked this game. Yeah. I quite liked it. I think it's a high quality. It's very, very simple. Uh, in terms of its design and its construction, but it looks great. It plays smooth. It's got some nice little spooky bits, and it makes you feel like you're playing like a, a bite-sized Resident Evil. Uh, so I am going to put this at number 11. That's going to be right below Star Fox Zero, right above Game and Wario. Game and Wario. So I'm, uh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, this is quite good. This one, yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I agree with you. It was pleasant to play which is maybe a weird thing to say about a resident evil game right yeah and it, we, it is one of the lighter resident evil games i've played and i guess we we do live in a time now where we are kind of awash in resident evil games mm. like there are so many opportunities to just have that satisfying crunchy over the shoulder gunplay yeah, yeah that i think this might have been a little more special when it initially came out especially as a handheld game but it is still fun and satisfying um I'm putting it actually, I think, at a pretty similar spot to you, which is uh, right behind Mass Effect 3 ahead of Star Fox Zero, mm. which is number eight. Wow. wow. I'm surprised, surprised myself. I mean, you're the I, one who picked it. It well, shouldn't be yeah, a surprise. But I look at the, I look at where I'm putting it before I look at where the number is. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, that felt like the right place. And then yeah. I looked over. I'm like, oh, that's eight. That's, uh, that's high. Yeah. yeah. No, no that is high. I, but I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a fun game. I don't know. I don't know what else. What do you want from me, Steve? I, I it's I a fun game. Anything. Stop being so I'm, accusatory. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Okay. You're red hot. You're red hot. I'm thermal scanning you right now. I'm going to take a breather here. All right. Lindsay, throw some poop at him. <laughs> she did it for the record there was no foley on that but it was done uh well thank you everybody for listening thank you Lindsay pennington for being here it's always a delight to have you so thank you for talking some squishy uh waters you're our resident us. evil rock a rock yeah like you know like that uh paul simon song you're like you anchor us down in the stressful world of resident evil i was trying to say something nice well it just goes to prove that you don't know how to yeah um. i mean that, that is true <laughs> He hasn't exercised that that muscle with you. Yeah, it's okay. We'll just leave it at it as is. Well, um, well, let's let's end on a high note. Say something nice to our audience, Lindsay. Wait, to the audience or to you? No, not to me. I don't deserve oh, okay. that. No, you don't. Um, everyone's awesome for listening. I guess that's nice. Yeah, that's See, <laughs> I, I think is. you're. I think you're out of t- out of out of practice <laughs> with saying nice things too. Okay. <laughs> Jeez! All right, uh, it's like 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 pulling teeth with you two. Um, all right, well we are uh, either way. We're always delighted pulling dulled slug teeth. Pulling slug teeth. Uh, next week we've got a little bit of a change of pace. We're not going to be uh, murdering zombies. We are uh, going to be murdering each other on the racetrack. That's right. Whoa. We're playing a couple of kart racer games. One of them is called Sonic and Sega All Star Racing Transform. Oh, a really good kart racing game. The other one's called Hello Kitty Cruisers, also a game. <laughs> so we'll find out how that is. Maybe it's better. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, you I'm, haven't I'm, played I'm, it. I haven't played it. So yeah. All right. So tune in next week. Hello Kitty Cruisers and Sonic and Sega All Star Racing's Transform. I hate that title. It is Love a the game. Title. I hate the title. Yeah. Um, all right. So tune in next week for that. Goodbye, everybody. Happy Halloween. Into a crisis time.